my beloved great grandfather who is long dead cannot be equally on the same level as Jesus mm. because death defeated him sure. whereas with Jesus he actually conquered death and that is a historical claim Hello everyone, Black Newborn here. Welcome to the Gospel Coalition Africa podcast. Um, and we have David Gobedi join us. David Gobedi, you were with us on our very first podcast. Was it our first podcast that you did? I think. We one didn't, of the we didn't one even of the, have yeah. visuals by then. We helped Received people. upgraded now. Yeah, we help people not see your face. Yes, yes, yes. So they say I have a face for radio. Yeah. But now it's 2019, you have a face for audio podcast. Uh, very encouraged. By hey! Me. Very encouraged. Um, I like the fact that you're saying you like my voice. Yes. It's an amazing voice with much wisdom. Yeah. Much knowledge. <laughs> That's why we invited you back again. How are you, sir? I'm okay, thanks. Good, man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's good. Today we're talking about ancestral worship. Yeah. Um, evil spirits. African traditional religion beliefs beliefs it's good uh you'll frame that for us later on yeah um but before we get into it um yeah just tell us a, a bit about your own personal story in light of the conversation we have yeah um so i Grew up in a small village, just 90 kilometers away from Rustenburg in mm. the northwest. Um, I'm a Motswana by nationality. Um, oh, not nationality, because in Botswana they call me a visitor. So, <laughs> <laughs> by ethnic, yeah, ethnicity. Yeah. Uh, so, born and bred, uh, Tswana boy, uh, and from his young as i can remember uh, my family uh, that's my grandmother mm -hmm. my great-grandmother my mom and my two brothers yeah uh, we were part of the ame church the yeah. uh, african methodist episcopal church yeah. uh, and we were very devoted to church and also very syncretistic with, uh, which simply means that we are mixing religion with uh, mm. uh, our uh, faith, uh, Christian faith, so-called Christian faith mm. with um, ancestral beliefs and ancestral practices. Mm, mm. Uh, so yeah, I remember from early on we would, um, if anything was going wrong in our family, we would go to the grave uh, as early in, as we can in the morning, uh, drop a stone onto uh, my late grandfather's grave and greet him. Yeah. Like we are talking to a normal, uh, alive uh, mm. human being, Dumela um, Opa, we used to say, and we would start. Is this your great grandfather? Great grandfather, okay. yeah. Um, and then we would start naming the issues that we had, yeah. uh, the places where we wanted him to help us out. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's what we would do. And if failing to do that, we would consult other mediums. Mm -hmm. to uh, to help us uh, on, on that regard yeah um yeah so we would uh, go to traditional healers traditional mm. doctors and ask them to help us and uh, aid us to communicate to 
mm-hmm. to the dead. I still remember uh, vividly as a young boy. I must have been five years old. Mm. Um, we were, we went to this guy in a blue shack with a Kaiser Chiefs poster there hanging. Mm. Um, and yeah, we went to consult um, him for advice. Yeah. Um, and then in my own family, my great-grandmother's brother was a traditional doctor. Okay. And I remember being intrigued with um, some of the stuff that you do, him throwing the bones and telling yeah. us our fortunes. Um, and he said to me that if I ever wanted to that gift, um, I could just take his stuff, mm. his bones, and drink the boil it and drink the water thereof and sure. I would receive that, that that gift. Sure. You're obviously young. Yeah. When when you were involved in, in all of this stuff. Yeah. I mean you're obviously in your mother's house. Mm. You live there. Mm. Um, was there any point where anyone in the family questioned any yeah. any of this stuff? Yeah. Or did people just follow it without any questions? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's a thing that you learn from when you are young in an African home especially living in a village yeah. that there's so many things that you are discouraged uh, to question mm-hmm. and i think that's the the thing i, I soon learned because um, i would pick up a lot of things on uh, that they would say uh, so things that we were prohibited to do yeah. like don't bring water into the house um, at night because that would disrupt things at home uh, because we went to a witch doctor to kind of protect our, uh, our home. So if mm. you were to do anything to disturb that, mm. uh, we were discouraged uh, from that. And I think uh, each time they would say that. So the water would disturb the protection yeah, or the energy. Yeah, or yeah, okay. Yeah. So they would say that and as a kid, you're like, like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Why, why should I do that? And they like, they would say, like, stop asking questions. This is how we have done things, and this is how we're gonna continue doing things. So yeah, like we would question, yeah. but nobody would answer. In fact, we were discouraged to even question because yeah, yeah. that's tradition, right? Like sure. you don't question tradition; it's beyond yeah. us. It's yeah, passed yeah. down from generation to generation. Uh, so who are you to dare question sure. uh, those traditions? Earlier on, I asked that you kind of explain what the thing we're talking about is yeah so what is african traditional religion what is ancestral worship yeah what is this thing that we're talking about can you frame it yeah. for us yeah is it a religion is yeah. it a tradition yeah um you said you went to a church where it was synchronistic you mixed the two mm. so what is was it part of your religion mm. so what is it I, if yeah. i'm watching this for the first time and i'm like i've heard of ancestral worship yeah yeah. Firstly, the word is syncretistic. Syncretistic. Syncretist- <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. It's English. English. Um, um, so, what was the question? What is this thing? What is this thing? Um, yes. I think every single human being has a way in which they look at the world, a grid that helps them interpret how they see the world. Yeah. Um, often that's called a worldview. Um, it's a glass uh, that we wear yeah. that helps us make sense of the world that we live in. Yeah. Uh, so I think when it comes to 
African traditional beliefs, ancestral worship. Uh, it's a great and a, uh, at last that we have, that we don't realize we have, yeah. that helps us see the world in a particular way. So I'd call it African traditional worldview mm. um, or, yeah, like a grid that we use to interpret the world that's deeply rooted in worship, mm. that's deeply rooted in culture, and sometimes those things overlap. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we tend to think that that... that that's part of the the culture but yeah part of it is worship part of it is cultural practices but there's a bloody line um between those because precisely because it's a way the grid that we use to to look at the world so yeah i think i would define it as a a world view Yeah, yeah yeah the obvious question then becomes is the is the power yeah yeah in in ancestral worship in african Mm. traditional religion Mm. Yeah. Um, other people might think, why are you even talking about this thing? I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> it's a done deal. Like we don't even have to get into it. it there's mm. nothing there. People yeah. are just are just deceived. Yeah. And they're lying to themselves. Yeah. Um, there's no there's no real force. There's nothing drawing them in there. Yeah. That is powerful. Yeah. Um, so would you say there's power there? Mm. There's no power. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the bottom line to answer that question is, yes, there is power. Mm. Uh, And depending on who's asking the question, if you are influenced more by the Western materialistic kind of worldview uh, that views uh, matter, like the things that we can see and touch as the ultimate reality, obviously it's kind of bizarre to be talking about ancestral worship like... Uh, it's in the realm realm of superstitions mm-hmm. um but I th- if you have grown up in the places where i've grown up uh, then you'd realize that it's sure. it's more than just um the material world yeah, there yeah. is more to to this life um uh, and so the the and in my experiences there's been um manifestations of power that i've seen yeah for instance a witch doctor telling you things that you ha- he wouldn't have known yeah, yeah. Uh, by himself uh, so you you kind of experience that and you're like whoa like this is this is real it's yeah. not just uh like somebody throwing bones and being superstitious yeah. but having said that there are aspects of it where it is superstition um there isn't much power it's just a placebo effect you believe that if you drink mm. a certain type of water, everything will go well for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, therefore, yeah, there's a placebo effect um, to that. So I think most of it thrives and continues because there is real power in, sure. in it. Um, it's not just superstitions, but at the same, in the same breath, I would say there's a lot of superstition surrounding, yeah, yeah. surrounding it. So, so power and superstition yeah. um, together. Sure. Um, and, and so when when we think about power, um, I just remember a conversation I had with mm. my mother yeah. about yeah. about ancestral worship, and I think just to summarize it, I boiled it down to two things mm. um, that because we live in a broken world, um, and and because we we want things to work around us as yeah. people, yeah. Uh, we want 
want uh, to fulfill our happiness. Mm. So we want jobs that will make us happy. We want the partner that's going to make us happy. Yeah. We want money that's going to make us happy. Yeah. Our kids to succeed in school. Yeah. That makes us happy. Yeah. Uh, and whenever all those things are threatened, our security, our finances, and et cetera, et cetera, uh, there's a fear that arises. Yeah. But life is going to yeah. just you know, go to, to the ashes and we're not going to amount to anything. And then we go to either witch doctors, mm. um, uh, healers, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and then they give us access to the ancestors. Ancestors have power to fix our problems. Yeah. We go back home, things are fixed. Yeah. And then because we live in a broken world, something else happens, fear arises, and we go back. And the yeah. cycle just keeps on continuing. Mm. Um, what would your comments be on, on that? That yeah. whole dance of fear and power yeah. uh, between us and and the ancestors. Yeah, and no, I think I totally agree with you that and I think it's an it's a problem for every human being, right? Like we yeah. all seek for um ultimate happiness. Yeah. Um the reason we exist is to be fully happy and everything that threatens us, we want to get rid of it. And sure. I think um, also, so you live in that world where you want happiness, yeah. uh, but you're also realizing that you can't get happiness because yeah. the world is messed up. Yeah. But there's another sense in which you realize that there's a supreme being that exists. Yes. Um, so this feeling that there's something bigger than us um, and this feeling that may, maybe we've done something wrong to this, uh, to this being, whoever mm. or whatever that being mm. is. Uh, so all of those things... Uh, dance together and so we fear uh, losing our ultimate happiness therefore we appeal to these powers mm. or this supreme being or beings um, to to make us happy mm. um, and if he doesn't we um, appease him sure. or it yeah. um, to, 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 to gain whatever it is that we want so it's a very man-centered kind of dance because sure. we're using those powers that we we recognize um we're using them for our own benefit yeah, yeah. and and to enhance our own um uh, what do you call it our own agendas agenda yeah yeah so so the, so the spirit world is there there's an awareness of it but yes. it seems to exist for us so we're sure. at the center of of the dance so other other people who um, are probably very involved yeah. um, in in that kind of world um, would hear that and say, well, the same way you worship your God, yeah, I'm worshiping my my ancestors. Yeah. Um, so you do all that you do to give glory to your God. Yeah. Um, I view it the same way. Yeah. Um, and according to what you described, your answer would be no. Mm. Um, so, so how would you further elaborate to to that kind of person that that what you're saying? Your point is that this thing is man-centered, meaning yeah. that it's just it's actually just about me. It's not necessarily about giving glory to to my ancestors or anything else. Yeah. Uh, how would you further expand that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I'm asking. The, when you think of, um, or at least in my own experiences, yes. the times that where we went to 
worship yeah. or where we went to consult was when we were in trouble sure. or trying to avoid trouble. Sure. So you're having a, a funeral, you are in a place of grieving and you don't yeah. want to have that again. So yes. what do you do? You go consult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I think that's the, that's the reality of, of, of it. Sure. Uh, that we tend to worship when things are bad on where, or when we are trying to um, avoid bad things. Yeah. Not necessarily for the sake of fellowshipping yes. with those who are dead. Yes. Which goes to show, if I were to go to my dad every time I needed money, yeah, yeah. I'm actually not interested in a relationship. Yeah, sure. All that I'm interested in is his money and what, yeah. he, what he gives me. So, yeah, I think it is... Um, in that sense, men sent yes, us. Yes. Yeah. What was the rest of the question again? No, no, I think that was it. Because yeah. if, if you press in deeper into the thing, um, that's part of the conversation I was having with my mother. Yeah. And I just asked her to give me a scenario yeah. where, where anyone goes to consult with a, a witch doctor or, or, or a sangoma, yeah. etc., when things are okay. Yeah. And she gave me a scenario, uh, uh, I think, with marriage. Yeah. And she said, no, but we go and consult uh, when, when somebody's getting married mm. um, and then or somebody's giving birth or whatever the yeah, thing may be. Yeah. Um, and I said to her, yeah, those might seem like joyous times, yeah. but you're going because you fear that, yeah. that something might happen to the yeah. child or yeah. something might go wrong with, yeah. The, yeah. with the wedding. So you might have yeah. a, a, a joyous ex- experience, yeah. whether it's a celebration of something, mm. but underlining all of that yeah. is the fear that this might go wrong. Shucks, yeah, so that's we so go true. appeal yeah. uh, to make sure that the good thing goes yeah. goes well. That but is at, true. At the same time, it's still about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they would say that like if you're not following protocol and, and, and those rituals, yes. uh, something might go wrong. So it's always an appeal to yes. um to fear in the same in the same light. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um yeah, man, just before we get to the practicalities, because yeah. obviously there's, uh, there's Christians watching this. Yeah. Um, and, and I know some Christians who, because of the context we stay in, yeah. African, uh, African continents where, where ancestral worship or African traditional religion is, is a big part of our culture. Mm. Um, and so the family you come from might be dabbling with... Uh, ancestral worship and so there's a real tug of war Mm. in your heart yeah uh where they where something happens to your marriage something happens to your family to your kids whatever yeah and then the the natural response from those around you is yeah yeah to go appease yeah yeah. um and so you see the power in that in that world and so there's a a real struggle Mm. and i want us to get to that yeah just to speak about those practicalities but before we get there Mm. Other people would would be would be offended mm. uh, with some of the language that we use as Christians yeah. when we're speaking about ancestors. Yeah. Other Christians have outright just said those are demons. Yeah. Uh, we're not gonna make much about that. Engage, talk yeah. about it. It's yeah. just demons. Stay away from it. Yeah. Um, other people have jokingly or just out of ignorance or whatever just said, "Ah, you you're talking to sand. Yeah. Why are you?" Yeah, taking a stone and talking yeah. to stones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever the deal is. Yeah. Uh, with things true to what the Bible says, 
you being a, a, a pastor, mm. pastorally, how would you yeah. speak to somebody yeah. who, who's outside of the faith and you engaging with them mm. about ancestors, yeah. sticking true to what the Bible says about this subject? How would you speak to them about Someone it? Someone who's not a believer? Or not a believer. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think wisdom is a key word there yeah. in, in that like we don't approach, we apply wisdom in reading situations, reading people, yeah. um, and really challenging them in a w- in a winsome way. So I yes. think for me, um, hearing that ancestral worship is wrong yes. was a, a light bulb moment. But mm-hmm. I think it's uh, after I had become a Christian, yes. where someone made me realize that hey, listen, you can't be a follower of Jesus and dabble with these things mm. like something has to give you can't do that because mm. it's uh, that is not who god wants you to be sure um so i think i needed to hear that as a christian yeah but i think for someone who's not a believer because of the nature of ancestral worship being part and parcel of our cultural identity yes um, but also something dear to us in the sense that uh, these things that we worship or we think we worship mm. uh these people that we think we worship mm. um have a close emotional connection with us mm-hmm. so th- my great grandmother grandfather people told me stories about him yes. how much he loved me uh so there was a emotional connection to my worship uh i was worshiping somebody who's who knows my struggle who's seen me as a child who i was connected with yes. so for someone as a non-believer if i was a non-believer to tell me that i was worshiping a demon or yeah. um, i was worshiping idols yeah. that would not be a helpful sure. thing to say so i think we apply wisdom mm. in just questioning um the hope that somebody have so if yes. you're saying you're worshiping somebody who's dead is there real hope there mm. um, so asking questions rather than making statements is way way more helpful in sure. dealing with people like that because after some time if i'm engaging with the thing myself yeah. then I, I ask myself uh those same questions so i think yeah ask people questions yeah rather than make statements that's good, um, that's good. yeah which yeah. is the case where we saw with in with nathan's story mm. came to david and presented him with the situation yes he came to the conclusion and i think there's just great power in that yeah uh, of someone coming to the realization that maybe what i'm worshiping is not yes. fulfilling or doing the thing that it promises to do that's good yeah um at the same time um how would how would the bible speak of ancestors so if we go for the jugular yeah um and this is I'm not saying you talking to somebody who's not a believer. Yeah. But if you just say what yeah. it is. Yeah, I mean it would talk a lot about dead people being dead. Um, yeah. um they couldn't help themselves, they powerless to help you. Yes. Because they remain dead. Yes. Um it will talk about worshipping God and not creation and I know some people will say no yeah. it's not worship, ancestral worship it's ancestral veneration mm. uh, we're not 
praying to the ancestors. We're just thanking them and asking them for for help. Yes. But I mean, at the end of the day, like it is worship. Yeah. Um, it is us praying and asking things that we should be turning to God for yes. from uh, and we turn into things that God has created sure. um, for, for that help and so scripture would say that that is worshipping the things God created rather than yeah. God the creator that is idolatry sure. so it's, it's quite clear yeah. and it would make a mockery of idolatry that we actually worshipping nothing because the stuff that we um do like you worshiping somebody who's dead that, yeah. that, that's bones uh, yeah. i mean this yeah so bible is not very <laughs> doesn't use like cushioned language to yeah, yeah. talk about yeah uh, in, in fact somebody tried to throw me a curveball as well chatting about this and they said well i just go for guidance yeah um and, and i i gave him a similar response yeah doesn't matter whether we eat, drink, yeah. ask for guidance, yeah. dress, whatever it is. We yeah. do all things um, in worship. Yeah. Because we are designed to be machines of worship. Yeah. And, and I use the word machine very cautiously. But uh, we're designed to worship. Yeah. And so anything that we do is worship. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter if you're just going to ask for what the lots of numbers are. Yeah, yeah. You're worshiping. Yeah. And if... Uh, worship is not directed towards God. Mm. It's idolatry. Mm. Um, and I think, I mean, for me, because we often speak in concepts, right? If you were to boil down on the issue, yeah. um, the reason why we call it worship is precisely as you read the scriptures, you see that God is in control of history. And if he is, then we he's the one that we tend to for, for yes. guidance, for instance, yes. because we believe that he's supreme. And when we don't tend to him for guidance, mm. um, like it just changes uh, the trajectory of our lives and i think yes. that's the thing with uh the stuff they don't tell you about ancestral worship and consulting the dead mm. is that it actually makes you a person who's suspicious because you're suspicious of your neighbor because they sure. might be bewitching you sure. uh, like give me somebody who worships ancestors who consult with the dead yes. and i'll give you um somebody who's who's living in fear who's living in uh, torn relationships yes um suspicion yeah so so it's not as glamorous as it looks because when we do worship created things that's what happens of us yeah we become we function less like um we are supposed to yeah um yeah so that's another side to, that's good. to the queen it is worship yeah. because it changes the trajectory of our lives it makes us different function like different yeah. people yeah um yeah so just to add on that that's good man and I, I really want us to get to the practicalities but yeah but one more yeah um i'm not worshiping them yeah but instead they just at the s exact words i'm quoting yeah them. they're at the same level as jesus yeah if if jesus intercedes for for christians yeah to god yeah then my ancestors yeah. are interceding on yeah. my behalf to yeah. God. He, Jesus is the king of Jews, yeah. but my grandfather is the king yeah. in my tribe. Yeah. So, so if he came as a, as a man in a particular culture, yeah. my grandfather was a man in a particular culture, yeah. and so when they both died, um, 
you as a Christian would ask yeah. Jesus for intercession. I'm yeah. asking for intercession. Yeah. With, yeah. One of the claims that Jesus makes in the Bible and in his life on earth was that he was equal with God. Um, and so in saying that our ancestors are equal with Jesus, uh, we, in the same breath, would say that they're equal with God. Sure. But let's pack that. Um, one of the biggest things that Christianity rises on falls on is the resurrection of Jesus. Sure. That Jesus did not remain dead. And I think, for me, that's like, that's the breaking point. Either he's dead and we're wasting our time or he is alive and his claims are true. And so if he is alive, then my beloved great-grandfather who is long dead cannot be equally on the same level as Jesus Mm. because death defeated him. Whereas with Jesus, he actually conquered death and that is a historical claim so i think yeah to say that is to really not understand who jesus is because again we all like our own version of jesus Mm. Um, but the jesus i see in the in the scriptures and the jesus of history Mm. is a resurrected jesus so i think that yeah the key for me is the resurrection of jesus amen um yeah that's good bro yeah that's the message of the christian faith that's good yeah yeah um so practicals to the christian who's struggling yeah. Uh, serious anxieties. Yeah. Serious fear. Yeah. Um, I, I go to a wedding. Yeah. Back home. Yeah. All I'm hearing is your marriage is going to fail because yeah. you didn't do yeah. stuff this way. Yeah. Uh, there's a funeral. Yeah. And they're saying, well, at your funeral when you die, yeah. we don't know where you're going to end up because you didn't do things this way. I have a child. Yeah. You didn't bring the child to the village to yeah. Yeah. for certain rituals to be practiced. So when your child becomes wayward, when your child yeah. suddenly has illness, don't come to us. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you love your family. You grew up in that environment like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're a Christian, you're redeemed. And you there's just real fear, real, real anxiety. Yeah. How do you how do you help them? I mean, I think to say that uh, fear is a real thing. Yeah. Um. I firstly want to acknowledge that because I came from a a church culture that uh, was fearful, but sure. we in our fear we confess that we are not fearful, and I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. Mm. Um. We came from a place where ancestral worship was a big part of our lives. And when you became Christians, we almost offended just about everyone sure. and told them they were worshiping demons, which was not really helpful. Yeah. Um, and we lived continually in fear, but we remedied the fear by attending uh, to things like fasting and prayer, mm. by like praying with uh, vigor and mm. invoking the spirit of God, which is not a biblical thing to 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 even do Mm. but we're invoking god to act on um our behalf to protect us against uh those things so i think there was unhelpful theology there because all we did was input uh, our worldview into and and baptize it into christianity and 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 make it look like we have conquered our fears but in actual fact we were living in those fears Mm. so just to acknowledge that there will constantly be be 
fears if you were raised a particular way mm. you are mm. discipled yeah um in a culture of uh, african traditional beliefs and i think when you become a christian uh, it is a discipleship journey where sure. you learn to think differently and to um re um think some of the world views that you used to have yeah uh, so just to acknowledge that that there will be fear and i think personally for me uh, there was fear there continues to be fear of the unknown world yeah uh, there are certain places in my village where I, if i walk past there at night i'm still scared because sure i was told as a child that that place has such and such a thing mm. evil spirits so that's still part of who i am yeah um and i'm learning relearning that um yeah like a different way in, in Christ so just to acknowledge that we need to not offend people sure. um to apply wisdom in our convictions mm. um but to stick to our convictions sure um at the same time to acknowledge that there is real fear that we still um encounter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and and where would they find encouragement hope mm. Yeah. Shocks. That's a brilliant question and I think when you read the scripture you sure. you see a victorious Jesus and I think it gives an answer to our struggle f- for power and yes. for fear like it's man like Jesus is supreme. Yes. Uh and so we we just need to almost rework our whole thinking. First of all our understanding of what is wrong with our world. Mm-hmm. We need to rework that to understand that Yes there will be bad things that happen mm. and they happen because of human sin and we live in a broken and sinful world and secondly we ourselves are sinful sure. because one of the things that ancestral or african traditional beliefs does is that there is no mention of of sin sure um and and there's almost this uh, fear of spirits that that is like it's spooky we don't really know what it is yeah it's um, a lot of mystery yeah yeah we need to re-gear our thinking around evil spirits mm. and the spiritual world um that yes there is power but in the bible we see the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light mm. and there's things that characterize the kingdom of darkness and things that characterize the kingdom of light um and to to be aware of which which are and which uh, which uh, which things are and which things aren't mm. um um because yeah so the ghost post needs needs to shift sure because we think of spiritual world it's like jeez i'm scared <laughs> but i don't know what i'm scared of yeah. but as you read the bible story you realize that because of evil spirits sin came into the world so yes. primarily their goal is to lead us away from a relationship with yep. God and to perpetuate human rebellion and to mess up human relationships. So anything that messes up mm. human relationship it's outside the kingdom of light. Any spirit that tells me mm. uh, or causes this unity among brothers is not from the kingdom of light. So just mm. understanding understanding that but I think also coming to a point of understanding where the victory of god lies sure and um, the victory of christ in colossians is at the cross at the cross jesus disarms mm. um the this evil spirit and their power to make us disobedient to god sure uh and he fulfills the law he 
totally obeys God and he dies on behalf of us, mm. disarming, as Paul says in Colossians, sure. the powers of, uh, of evil. So the goal post is there. And as we understand that um, life in our world, it has to be through that grid yeah. of us rebelling and God coming to, um, to, to almost, yeah, to destroy that through mm. the cross but also understanding that we live in in a world where sin is still sure. rearing its ugly head. Yeah. So there will be struggle uh, and there will be challenges, um, but but God has conquered and our world is headed yeah. to towards that victory. So whether or not my child dies of a sickness, mm. man, that, yeah, like, I mean, I can find comfort in the fact that God is leading me somewhere. Sure. Uh, my marriage is not going to rise and fall on whether or not I've appeased the ancestors. No. Christ has defeated sin yeah. through the cross. Uh, and through the cross, I see a new way of living yeah. with my wife in my family. That's the thing that's going to sustain me. Sure. Um, so it's a, it's a mind shift mm, um, mm. that understands the story of God and the story of, um, of his his world and what he's doing That's good, man. in the world. Yeah. There's a helpful illustration um, just in light of that. Um, when, I mean, we all watch like court dramas or whatever, yeah. suits, etc. If you're old, it's law Boston and order. legal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but when we know the, the, the thug has been guilty yeah. or is guilty, right? Yeah. And we're all waiting for the judge to hit the hammer yeah. and pronounce that person guilty. Yeah. When, when that hammer hits, there's a sense of relief in all of us. Yeah. People in the courtroom, even us watching the thing, yeah. there's a sense of relief mm, that mm. justice has finally prevailed. Yeah. Um, but before the, the cops come in to take the criminal yeah. to the cells, yeah. We all in that courtroom still looking at that criminal yeah, or yeah, yeah. thug or whatever it is in yeah, the face. Yeah. Um, and it's a picture of, of, of what God has done for us on the mm, cross. Mm. That when Jesus Christ died, God hit the hammer and yeah. said, evil is, is dealt with. Mm. It's done. Yeah. Uh, the judgment has been pronounced. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's going to be done away with. But mm. we're still in that moment or in the courtroom where we're yeah. waiting for yeah. Jesus to come pull yeah. it out completely and take it into the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a sense of relief yeah. as Christians knowing, yeah, it's done. Yeah. But we're still looking at him, yeah. uh, sitting there waiting for Jesus to come mm. pull him into the, into the dungeon. And I thought that was a very helpful it is, it is. Uh, illustration, yeah. uh, just describing the kind of world that we're in. We're still yeah. in the courtroom. The yeah. judge is there. We know he's there. Yeah. We know that he's pronounced this thing guilty. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, we'll wait for him to come finally pull him. And I think that kind of thinking yeah. helps us way better than um, African traditional beliefs yes. to make sense of human suffering. Yes. Um, because it still prevails and it's, we still are left in this place where we think, well, maybe I'm suffering because yeah. I did something wrong. But, but the victory of Jesus at the cross gives us a a better understanding of human suffering that God cares, yes. which is why he came to do that. And he has, uh, the verdict is clear that the, this criminal is going to go into the 
dungeons. Yeah. Um, and so we find comfort in that. Much as we're still looking at him and they're still suffering, yes. we can actually look, look forward to a time where there isn't suffering. Mm. Uh, and that's the same picture we see in Revelation. The saints are suffering sure. and they're experiencing <laughs> hectic yeah. Um, yeah. times. But they, John points them to a picture of the crucified lamb. Yes. Um, a God who died on behalf of sinful people. A God who's defeated the dragon. The dragon that's still causing terror yes. in our world. Yes. Like those sort of pictures that Satan is defeated but he's still like kicking about and yeah, yeah. causing trouble, tra- um, havoc in our world. Mm. Um, appearing like um, our beloved ones to sure. us so that we um, can be tricked into thinking that mm. we're worshipping uh, our ancestors mm. when in actual fact they they long gone, they dead. Yeah. There's no communication between uh, the dead and their life. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think for me, living in the reality of that victory daily mm. is mm. the thing that, um, that I would say yeah, yeah. Um, helps us make sense of Sure. of our world and 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 leads us away from the fear mm. of the unknown mm. of the spirit world that's good mm. i think we should all buy hammers and every yeah. day just hit them to remind <laughs> ourselves yeah <laughs> yeah um, indeed man indeed. anyway that's good yeah. man thank you so much for that really appreciate it bro yeah. um hopefully it was helpful to somebody out there we appreciate your questions we appreciate your comments uh, so please do engage with us um, and, and help us to, to, to help you. So if this was helpful, let us know. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for that, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, check us out on all our other platforms, our Instagram, Facebook, uh, and obviously the website. Um, there's other resources that are really helpful. Can um, you subscribe? You can. Please subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Subscribe, it's a, it's a thing now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you, man. Thank you. Grace and peace. We'll see you.